This is Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ with author and wealth manager Chris Herline of Reef Financial. Retirement, estate, asset protection. Money, 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 money. Chris is here to help answer your questions about living the life you want in retirement. Reach out now at 512-249-7300, 512-249-7300, or Chris at WealthRadio.com. That's Chris at WealthRadio.com. Now, here's Chris Herline. Money, 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 money. Good afternoon, everybody. Chris Herline here, host of Wealth Radio, partner at Reap Financial right here in Austin, Texas. Excited to have you join us, as so many people have for many years here on KLBJ, and also excited. I've got a guest in today, Jen Perry. Welcome to the program, Jen. Excited. We've got a lot to cover today. Oh, yes, and some fun topics here, too, including the man who grew his Roth account to $5 billion. That is billion with a B, yes. And is there a secret formula to investing? I want to get your thoughts on what a friend shared with me recently. And then we're going to get into a tricky topic for a lot of married couples out there, Chris. Who is better at making the financial decisions in your household? But, you know, Chris, I know over the years you've talked a lot here about things like Roth IRAs. There are a lot of benefits with these accounts, but here's a guy who took major advantage of it. PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel reportedly grew his $2,000 initial investment in his company into $5 billion over about 20 years, all within a Roth, which means it'll be tax-free when he is able to take that money out. Now, CNBC's Robert Frank says this story, though, is starting to get a lot of attention from our politicians. Of course, the Roth IRA, which was created in 1998, was aimed at helping middle Americans save for retirement. The fact that now it's being used as a tax shelter for billionaires clearly likely going to lead to some calls in Congress for some kind of reform, although it's hard to tell how they would reform this particular abuse, given that at the time he was below that $6,000 threshold. Robert makes a great point. I mean, he did make a small initial investment. It was within the rules, Chris, but what's your take on this? You know, before we even heard Peter there, I see these headlines and it, it should we be nervous? That's what all I see about this is because the Roth is one of the most powerful planning tools on the planet. And what's funny, Jen, is like if we looked at a hundred portfolios of our listeners right now, mm-hmm. for most, like for probably 95%, it would be the smallest account that they have. Really? And it, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because our, our financial religion is to get tax deductions today. Mm-hmm. And you don't get tax deductions when you put money in Roth. And so to this point as well, I get questions all the time, whereas, well, Chris, if I go ahead and do the Roth conversion, I pay the taxes now, what's to keep the government from coming back and taxing me later? So let me let me speak to that real quick. There's two things we're talking about here. There's Roth contribution, which means you're going to put new dollars in a Roth. Okay. Up to $6,000 for people under 50, 7000 for those over 50. And then there's conversion, which means any of our listeners that have a single dollar, single cent in an IRA, 401k, anything pre-tax, you can get involved in the Roth IRA game through converting dollars in these pre-tax accounts to a Roth IRA. Now, the reason I don't think they'll ever get rid of it is because the government gets paid when you do a conversion. They get their tax dollars today. So if you convert a hundred grand out of your 401k to a Roth, you would have to pay taxes on that full hundred thousand dollars of income. Mm -hmm. Now the government gets paid. If you don't do any conversion, well, then they've got to wait for 20, 30 years throughout your retirement through required distributions to get paid 
the taxes. So that's a real benefit for the government to get tax dollars up front. I could foresee them saying, okay, no more maybe new contributions into a Roth. Contributions is new dollars, don't forget. Mm-hmm. And especially maybe phase it out for higher earners. Okay. Listen, we're already seeing this on Medicare. The more money you make, and that's why we want you poor on paper, the more money you make, the higher Medicare premiums you very well may pay. So I don't think there's a a huge concern for them getting rid of the conversion and then maybe even coming back in trying to double tax. They're going to do it in more stealthy ways, if you will. But to the point here with this PayPal co-founder, think of strategy for you and your IRA, your Roth IRA out there. If you have company stock, if those of you out there that may be part of your benefits package, incentive package to go on with a startup tech or something that could potentially IPO down the road, have you ever thought about potentially getting those shares into a Roth IRA? Hmm. A lot of times you don't even think about them because you're vesting through the years and or maybe they're just going to roll over into your IRA 401k when you retire. What are your options to get high risk, high reward, stock options, those type of things in a Roth early on. And if this thing really works out as everybody hopes and this thing IPOs, you could be the the one that has a billion dollars in the Roth. I mean, depending right. on how things go. Yeah. Are you thinking about where you're saving your money right now? And you always want to consult with a CPA fiduciary advisor, of course, but maybe changing the course of where you're saving your money. If you're putting 25,000, 26,000 a year into your 401k, well, what if you put that into the Roth? Now, there's some tax implications you sure. need to be aware of. But what is the compound effect over that over you know, 10, 15, 20 years? It could be massive. And then one more point on that quickly is when you think about your investment mix, conservative, moderate, aggressive, generally, we're going to advise investors to take the most aggressive stance in the Roth because every dollar of high risk, high reward would be tax free. So just think about all those things when you're thinking about balancing out your savings and investment plan. Well, I bet we have a lot of listeners right now, though, thinking, Chris, I wish I'd had access to a Roth earlier in my career. We have a a lot of listeners who've been working for decades now. So on the Roth conversion piece, is that as complicated as maybe it seems in our heads sometimes? It's not necessarily complicated. It's more of needing to build a plan to where you're strategically systematically, and in some cases, even slowly converting to Roth, because we could convert a million dollars in a 401k overnight, but you'd be crazy because it's all income. You'll you'll give 40 cents on every dollar back to the government. Mm-hmm. But it's about identifying, number one, how much you should convert. Number two is how much is it going to cost you to convert? And then the fun part is having a plan to show you how much it could save you, because all of a sudden, When you get to see long game, when you get to see thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of tax savings through these Roth conversion moves, it starts getting really easy to write the check that otherwise we have a hard time doing. Well, if you want to find out how much you can save, and then especially when you get to retirement, appear poor on paper, but this is because you actually have strategized about taxes and things like Roths. Chris and the team can help you do that today. If you talk to our team members off the air today, just mention you want a second opinion on your retirement tax strategy, 512-249-7300, or go online, connect with us there at wealthradio.com. It's kind of fun to hear you call doing these tax strategies fun, Chris, because most of us just dread this whole process. But I heard you perk up recently here on the show, too, when you were talking about something called a mega backdoor 
Roth. There are so many different options out there, but how does this one work? So this is one that's highly underutilized, Jen. And so what I would tell people that are working to look at is when you inquire with HR or your company as to where you can put money, whether it's your traditional 401k or a Roth 401k, that's generally when the conversation stops. People are like, okay, great. I've got a Roth option. Now I can determine how much I want to put in that one versus the others. But definitely for the highly compensated out there, those of you that have been long tenure with the company, you may want to ask about after-tax contributions. A lot of employers are offering this now. An after-tax contribution means you can put your max in to your IRA or 401k, Roth 401k with the company in this case, and then you can put after-tax contributions in well above it. And so we've got families that max out their 401ks at 26000 and then they put another $25,000, $30,000 in the after-tax portion. Hmm. And then this is where it's critically important. That's the first question. Do they offer after-tax contributions? Then number two is would they let you convert the after-tax contribution you made this year in the same year that you made it to the Roth 401k? Because if you're able to do this, what's happening is you're not just putting $26,000 in Roth. You could be putting $40,000, $50,000 in a Roth each year. Now, in a worst-case scenario, if they don't let you convert the after-tax contribution, well, when you go and retire you'll be able to roll over whatever dollars you put in to the after-tax to a Roth IRA when you retire. Hence kind of the mega backdoor or mega Roth conversion. And then if you weren't able to convert internally in the plan, you may roll the remaining proceeds to a a regular IRA or or pay tax on that at that time, whatever you want to do. But this is one that's highly underutilized specifically for higher earners, top-level professionals, executives, that type of thing. Definitely something you want to look into there. Well, if you want a personalized analysis, again, some of these rules when it comes to things like Roths and your tax strategy, you want to make sure you get these decisions right. So Chris and the team are here to be that resource for you. 512-249-7300 is that number. Or if you have a question for Chris, as always, you can reach out chris at wealthradio.com. That's chris at wealthradio.com. But next, is there a secret formula to investing? We'll get Chris's thoughts on that as Wealth Radio continues here on KLBJ. 512-249-7300 is the number to reach Chris and the Wealth Radio team. That's 512-249-7300. Set up a time for your complimentary retirement and tax analysis. 512-249-7300. Or take advantage of our free retirement resources at WealthRadio.com. That's WealthRadio.com. Wealth Radio, helping you aim higher and build a life of significance. Find more about Chris online at wealthradio.com. Now, now, back to Wealth Radio on News Radio, KLBJ. Chris Harline here. Welcome back to Wealth Radio. And this is our second segment today. We've got plenty of time and a lot to cover. And as always, got Jen Perry joining me here today. Welcome back, Jen. Always great to hang out with you on the weekends. And it's funny, I was telling a friend recently that I was going to sit in on the show with you. And they said, I've been listening to this guy for years. Love that. But uh, he told me he thinks he's figured out the secret formula to investing. And, oh, okay. Uh, he is not an advisor himself, but he feels that if anyone follows his simple method, you can't help but become wealthy. 
it's compound interest. Basically, this is a concept you've talked about for years now. But he said that with the last few years especially going well on Wall Street, the average growth for his portfolio has been somewhere above those double digits, you know, north of 10%. So according to him, he thinks his million-dollar retirement account could easily grow to $1.1 million in one year, even without adding any additional contributions to it. Is it really that easy, though? The formula... To invest in. You know, when you think about school, let's go to high school. Was personal finance part of the curriculum? Never. No. Never. (laughs) You know, it wasn't in mine. I don't see that there's a lot of emphasis put on this. In fact, I hired a kid, top of his class out of, uh, I won't say the college, but he he graduated with a finance degree. And I remember interviewing him going, hey, did you... Did you even learn how to balance a checkbook? <laughs> and he was like, what's a checkbook? And then I started feeling really oh, old. Oh, no. <laughs> you know? but, but the point is, it's kind of sad to me that schools and education aren't teaching this. But I'll tell you, your friend is onto something. Because young people out there, they got to understand the difference between simple interest and compound interest. And compound interest, you go back to Albert Einstein who called, you know, compound interest the eighth wonder of the world. And I'm amazed at how it can transform a small amount of money into a large amount of money over time. And we, we've always heard growing up, you, you got to pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you pay God, your faith, pay yourself first, and then invest for your future, you know? And I'm a big believer in enjoying the journey. You know, I want you to save until it hurts, save a little bit more. But at the same time, you got to enjoy the journey. So I think that as important as compound interest is paying yourself early first, there's something just as important. And and I'm going to make a very bold statement here. It, It is just as important where you're saving your money as how much money you're saving. I'm going to say it one more time. It's just as important how much money you're saving as to where you're saving your money. And the reason for that is because, again, Jen, I think in one of our last broadcasts, we were talking about the fact that people don't really think long game. Mm -hmm. You know, they're looking at their interest, they're looking at the returns this year, but they haven't thought through how much of that money they're going to actually get to use after taxes. And it's scary when you think about an individual out there that has a million dollars in a pre-tax IRA 401k, it's probably only worth about seven fifty, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've never paid taxes on it. And so when you start pulling everything together into a well diversified, you know, retirement plan, you start going, Okay, well, you may actually have a lot less than you're planning on being able to fall back on because you've never paid taxes. So I would say as a compliment to maybe your friend's story there. And I think compounding interest is a very powerful formula, but it's an idea of where your money's being saved and how you're going to access that money. Because it's harder to get money out of these accounts than it is to get in in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. It's, that's a true statement, too. And so it's just having that forward look as to how and when you're going to get that money out without the government taking a rake over it. I love this friend, but now I'm going to have to go back and ask him where he saved the money because that's just as important as the compound exactly interest right. piece. So you make a valid point there, Chris. And if you're not sure about how you're growing your wealth, are you saving in the right places as well? Reach out to us off the air to date, 512 249 
7300. As always, we're happy to give you a second opinion. 512-249-7300 is that number. Or reach out chris at wealthradio.com is Chris's email address. Chris at wealthradio.com. Chris, I need to ask you a personal question. We're getting to know each other quite well, but um, do you and your lovely bride, do you agree on everything financially? I would assume as a financial advisor, you're the one handling the majority of the finances in the household, but am I right? That's true. There's always one spouse I I find that has a little bit more hands-on. Maybe one is like, I just don't want to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Maybe one that handles the investment side, one that handles the household bills and the, the daily monthly. You know, I think the biggest differential when you think about me and my spouse is my wife would assume that we have all of our money tied up in the chest freezer in the garage. She hates risk, (laughs) right? Just put it in the freezer. It's there. We know it is. And I'm the one that likes risk. So we make a really good team in that standpoint. But but I'll tell you, when it comes to finances and money, I think this is going to be an awesome topic to go down. Yeah. And we asked a few of our listeners, too. I wanted to get their take as well. How do they handle this relationship with their spouse when it comes to money? Do they talk? about it? Do they share the investment decisions? Here's what they told us. You know, not really. Um, She'll ask questions here and there. We discuss it, but a lot of the tax implications, you know, all that stuff. She doesn't want to dive into that. My husband and I manage our own money. We use a brokerage firm. We research, pay attention to our investments daily. Sometimes we talk about it. No, I just listen. Not that I'm not interested in it. It's just that I trust him. We've been together for a long time. Maybe it just goes back to my generation. I don't know. I think he's doing a good job. <laughs> so a variety of approaches here, Chris. But yeah. how do you help husbands and wives, partners get on the same page when it comes to their investment strategy and the really important pieces that they need to agree on? It's very common. I mean, all of those comments from those individuals, I, I hear that every week in our offices. And it's not that the spouse that's never done anything money has to now be engaged in the day-to-day and the picking of investments and the tax strategies and all the stuff that just sound really boring that we're incredibly passionate about in our <laughs> firm. But, but here's the reality of it. When we're working with a family, generally we identify very quickly who is engaged in this, wants to be engaged. Maybe they've been doing it as one of the you know, callers mentioned there. But here's the thing. We need to think about what happens, unfortunately, in a worst-case scenario. And let me tell you about a worst-case scenario. 2008, we had a family. The husband passed away by a heart attack unexpectedly. And I remember the spouse coming in, sitting down with one of the advisors. And she was the type of spouse that was, was just out of the loop, trusted her husband implicitly. He'd done a great job. But he passed away unexpectedly. And I remember in 08, in the end of 09, I was right around that time. And most of us remember the markets, you know, just collapsing. And I remember this advisor being on a call with their current advisor or their current brokerage firm, I think it was. And that person on the other side of that phone call would not give a lick of information. Uh-huh. They, there was no access because, again, Power of attorneys hadn't been put in order. There was no reference of usernames and passwords to access the account. And things were needing to be changed. There, there was a critical time in our economy and in, in people's investments. And it was the idea that, you know, she trusted them, which is there's no problem with that. But she was not engaged in the process at all over the years. And when a worst case scenario arises, what happens typically is if the surviving spouse is the one that wasn't involved, then all of a sudden this part 
of their household, this financial part becomes a full-time job and you're on a treasure hunt, how to access these accounts. And a lot of this can be simply taken care of with a financial power of attorney. But all this to say, we want the families engaged together on the same page, knowing the direction we're going. So number one, you're spending confidently because again, you're engaged together. You got a plan together, but also the fact that the spouse that maybe is not involved in the scenario you're painting, they know that there is a trusted individual that has their best interest at hand in the event of a worst case scenario that they could come and sit down with. And this is the same reason that we invite so many of our clients' kids into this process, that maybe the husband and wife are on the same page, but their kids who are set to inherit a large sum, they need to understand what that tax implication could mean to them and yeah. getting them on the same page as well. So I think it, it, it doesn't just stop at the spouse. We look at it more multi-generationally and the multi-generational passing of wealth to heirs. And so this is a conversation we know sometimes it's tough to have, but it's so crucial to at least have that high level understanding of where your money is located, how you're both collectively working toward your goals, and again, how to pass that efficiently on to your family as well, if that's a priority for you. These meetings can be really enlightening in terms of the things you want to plan for, that you need to plan for. And we want to get you excited about that next chapter together, too. So take advantage of our offer this weekend. If you want to call in during today's show, we're happy to set up that complimentary second opinion for you as a couple as well at 512-249-7300. 512-249-7300. Or if there's a question we can help you with this weekend, reach out to us, chris at wealthradio.com. But next, employers are pulling out all the stops to get people back to work. But how will that affect your decision to retire? And if you leave a job behind, don't forget that old 401k. We'll talk about how many people do that and why coming up next as Wealth Radio continues here on KLBJ. Already retired or getting close and have some questions for Chris? Do you mind if I ask you some questions now? Connect now at 512-249-7300, 512-249-7300 or chris at wealthradio.com. We want to be your retirement resource. Check out Chris's latest books and online courses at WealthRadio.com. That's WealthRadio.com. Welcome back. Chris Herline here, host of Wealth Radio and partner at Reap Financial right here in Austin, Texas. Also joining me today, Jen Perry. Great to have you. Great to hang out with you on the weekends here, Chris. I love the topics we talk about because a lot of times we take the information that we see in our daily routines and we say, okay, how does that affect people financially? And our next story today, we're going to deal just with that because how many times have you gone to a restaurant lately and you're waiting and waiting, not because there are not enough tables, but not enough staff. Are you seeing that? Definitely. I mean, this is a different world. I mean, post-COVID, I mean, we know a lot has changed, but, you know, the days of an employee locking in a good job and staying loyal to that employer for 30, 40 years and then retiring with the gold watch and a pension, I mean, that that is over. Mm-hmm. It doesn't <laughs> Those, happen. Those are the glory days, in my opinion, whereas now employers, I believe more so than ever, employers are the one that have to be loyal, that have to be flexible, that have to have nice incentives, because there's so much opportunity out there. And what a crazy world we're in right now, whereas we've got record unemployment still, mainly in part due to COVID, 
But then you've got the gainfully employed out there that are quitting at a drop of a hat because mm-hmm. it's given perspective. I've got friends in industries that have been just grinding for years. And then for the first time in what could be 20, 30 years, they were home with their family and they found some aspects of that that they really like. And they're going, if I'm forced to go back, I probably won't. I'd probably retire and and go somewhere else. And I can't remember the poll, but it was earlier on in the COVID days, but it was, you know, if the employer made you go back to the office, it was something like 53% said they would retire, they'd go somewhere else. Wow. Only only 2% said they were excited to get back into the office business as normal. So this is a this is a different day, Jen. Yeah. It's been a real shift in how we approach work, I think. That work ethic may still be there, but you've learned how to do it on your terms, perhaps at home. And employers are recognizing this. They are pulling out all the stops right now, Chris. Higher pay. You see a lot of ads for hiring bonuses, even for referrals, free meals, vacations. Omni Hotel's chief HR officer, Joy Rothschild, told the Wall Street Journal recently that employers now can't just post a job and expect to fill it. I'm in a war for talent. If you do not jump to make an offer to an applicant at the end of the interview, they are lost. Now, this is the great thing if you're still working or you're seeking a new opportunity. I mean, there are a lot of companies out there who want your services. But I'm wondering, Chris, is this causing a lot more people to think about retiring early? Are they saying, "Okay, yeah, my priorities have shifted. I'd like to get out of this, Chris. There is no doubt we have seen. I I can't even tell you how many families, but there's been a number of families this year that have come in and said, listen, things are kind of getting back to normal at the office. And I've gotten really used to, you know, working from the house. And I am not ready to get back into this Austin, Central Texas traffic. Mm -hmm. What are the prospects that we can pull this thing off? And so we show people every week that in some cases they could have retired years ago. And what's funny, Jen, this is something that that we, we laughed about all the time was, you know, a lot of times we would show people that they could have retired in the last couple of years and they just didn't because they didn't know. And what happens is they end up working longer hmm. because they're actually driving into work, you know, going, I'm doing this because I want to, not because I have to. You know, if I get frustrated, I can put my papers in. I know I can retire. But it, it almost made people work longer. Whereas now, when, when we're identifying that they can retire, it's almost the opposite effect. They're like rushing into the office the next day to put the papers on the desk. Oh, wow. It's been a, just a complete 180, no doubt. But at the same time, I would imagine for you as the employee right now, if you do decide to stick around, maybe it's in a different capacity. Maybe you try consulting for your employer. It might give us a few more options. Yeah, I know. There's there's no doubt about it. I mean, it is, it is a changing world, I think, in the next five to 10 years. You think about all the technological advances we've seen in the last 100 years. We're going to see that in the next five to 10. That may mean that a lot of employers, they don't have to put live people in the seats or on the phone. I mean, it, it's just going to be a, it's going to be a really amazing time to be alive. And I believe, you know, the way we do work and the way our workforce works day in, day out will be completely different in the next five to 10 years. 
Well, use this time that we're in to take advantage of some of the changes that we're seeing with our jobs and with our finances, too. We've heard from a lot of you lately. You've actually been able to save more over this past year plus because you've been stuck at home, working at home, spending less money, perhaps. And maybe you're in one of those positions where, honestly, you could have retired years ago. But now that your priorities have shifted, it's getting even more important to you. So if that's you listening today, Chris and the team at Reap Financial are always happy to give you a second opinion, help you determine, are you on track for the kind of retirement that you want? And it makes that decision to walk away just a little bit easier, too, when you get that verification that you've done the right thing. So do that with us off the air. Talk to our team members. They're taking those calls right now at 512-249-7300. 512-249-7300. Or take advantage of our retirement resources right there on our website at wealthradio.com. And I think what you're seeing right here in Central Texas is right, Chris. Four out of 10 Americans are considering a job change in the next year, according to a recent poll from CBS News. But if you are one of them, make sure you don't leave that old 401k behind. A separate study says about $1.35 trillion have been left behind in those old forgotten 401k plans. And Chris, I do know we change jobs. We tend to more often these days. So how do we keep that money working for us once we've decided to call it quits? You know, the days of working 35 years in a single employer, it doesn't happen like it used to. And so it's very common for people to have a lot of accounts just kind of floating around out there. I mean, we, we look at it almost like a treasure hunt. You know, you got all these statements and it's like stuff floating around out there and you're busy raising a family. Sure. You know, you're, yeah. you're busy. Life happens, you know, right? <laughs> it happens. And so you leave and you're like, Sometimes you forget. Sometimes the employer may make you move it, whatever it is. But here's a situation that I think we should talk about for those of our Wealth Radio listeners that are maybe getting up there closer to retirement or, you know, just getting ready to pull that trigger. And this is something that very few people know about. And so as you are working into your later years, late 60s, and let's be honest, people are working longer today. One, because in many cases they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, two, because, you know, they're just, they enjoy what they're doing. You know, they, 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 maybe COVID said, man, I could, I'm not going to do this retirement thing really well. This being home is not good for me. Whatever it is, here's one of the things that often we find with those working into their later years, and that's this. When you hit age 72, you are forced to take a required minimum distribution on your IRAs, 403Bs, 401Ks, anything that's that's pre-tax. And these accounts are going to be subject to RMD, assuming that they're not in your current employer plan. So let me paint a picture. Okay. If you're over 72 and you got some old 401Ks floating around out there, you never moved them over, you never rolled them to an IRA, whatever it is then you may be forced to take a distribution from multiple accounts, which you've got to stay on top of this stuff. And the penalties can be rather big. In fact, it's the largest penalty if you missed a required distribution. So what I talk about is those of you that are working, let's put it this way, and you're over that required distribution age of 70 and a half or today it's 72. There's something called a reverse rollover. And let's say you're going to work this year and you're like, I don't really need these required distributions. You can take money in former 401ks, in many cases, IRAs out there, and you can roll them into your employer's 401k. Oh, now, this is so different. Employer. Okay. 
right. Yeah, because uh, most people think roll in a 401k, you quit, and you roll it to an IRA right. or something. What I'm talking about is looking at your current employer plan, seeing if they'll allow for what's called a reverse rollover. Hmm. You can roll all of these pre-tax accounts into the employer plan. And get this, as long as it's in the employer plan, even if you're over the required minimum age, you're not subject to required minimum distribution because it's in your current plan. So this allows you to control your taxes while you're working. You don't have to take money out of these accounts. It can stay in there, breaking a sweat for you through the years. And then when you retire from that current employer, then you can roll these dollars over to, you know, an IRA, whatever you're doing next. But there's a lot of reasons why people should or shouldn't mm-hmm. roll a 401k. Another reason you may consider not is let's say that you are, well, let's put it this way. Let's say you, you get laid off at 56. Well, there's this magical little age at 55 that as long as you cross that, let's say you got laid off at 56, you cross that 55 number. If you were to roll your 401k right over to an IRA, you couldn't touch that money without a 10% penalty. And that penalty is there until you turn age 59 and a half. If the money stayed in the 401k, well, guess what? You can access it because you hit that magic age of 55. You can access it without any penalty. Ah. You'll have to pay tax. But see, if you would have just rolled it to an IRA, you would have lost that liquidity feature. So most advisors out there, they talk about all the reasons you should roll it into an IRA. And and for most, that may be the case. But there are some real, real important areas out there where you may not want to roll it in. And this is where talking to a fiduciary advisor, something that truly has your best interest, not just wanting to manage your money, can really shine. It can really make a deep impact in your overall retirement planning. A lot of factors go into making those decisions on where to put those old 401ks. But if you want Chris and the team to help you with that, reach out to us off the air during the break here. Talk to our team members at 512-249-7300. And let's go over what makes sense for you. But the important thing is for you to keep that money working for you. Again, our number, 512-249-7300. Or if you have questions for Chris, again, reach out, chris at wealthradio.com. Chris at WealthRadio.com. But coming up, we keep hearing about all these different tax proposals floating around in Washington. Which ones will affect our family the most? We'll talk to Chris about that next as Wealth Radio continues. Stay with us. Be sure to catch Chris during the 6 p.m. news hour every Monday and Wednesday on KXAN, Channel 36, right here in Austin. And set up a retirement and tax analysis with Chris and the team at Reap Financial now at 512-249-7300. We'll be right back on Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ. Stay connected to Wealth Radio during the week. Subscribe to Chris Herline's Wealth Report now at WealthRadio.com. We want to welcome everybody back to today's last segment. I am Chris Herline, and this is Wealth Radio, where we discuss your life and money each and every week, Saturdays, 1 p.m. I've got Jen Perry joining me today, as always. Jen, welcome back with us. Hey, great to be with you here, Chris. And we have a lot to talk about. We get so many questions here on the weekends about the different things people are hearing in the headlines. And right now, I know over the last several months, actually, you've been getting a lot of calls from listeners about all these different tax proposals we're hearing about about 
in Washington. But there's one in particular that Texas Congressman Kevin Brady is concerned about. He actually tells Yahoo Finance that the administration's plans right now to eliminate what's called the step up in basis could end up affecting a lot of middle class families, too. And while it's billed as hitting the wealthy, uh, it is a tax on wealth, but on uh, family owned farms and businesses Uh, Americans who have created a nest egg, usually in property, for them or for the next generation. And by repealing that step-up basis, you've made it just dramatically harder to be able to pass that nest egg down to the next generation without having to carve it up and sell it to pay those taxes. I think it's a a, a pretty cruel uh, tax hike. That's Brady's take here. What I love about your approach, though, Chris, you don't take a political bent on these issues. It's strictly doing math. So what does the math mean for the families you typically work with right here in Central Texas? You're right, John. I I mean, every time we talk about things like this, we want to be as agnostic as possible and not let the politics, you know, make the decision. And here's the thing. If they pass this, And I truly don't think they will, at least in the form that they are. There's going to have to be a lot of compromise on both sides. But I just think that this is one of those that could be one of the largest administrative nightmares to ever be put on our CPAs, our tax attorneys, Uh state attorneys, those type of things. Because when you think about your parents' estate, if they're going to leave you their home, which most will, well, then yeah, chances are you don't know what mom and dad paid for their house 35 years ago, right. 40 years yeah. ago. You know, they are going to pass highly appreciated stock to you. Do you know what they bought that for? Now, we may have some more savvy people going, well, Chris, the basis, you know, it travels along along the way. And, and in some cases it does. In some cases it doesn't. You'd be shocked. But I think this could be a real administrative nightmare, number one. Number two, when we think about our business owners out there that we consult with through the year, we find business owners have a lot of their net worth, if not you know, a large majority, tied up in the value of their business. They're, they're expecting a windfall when they exit the business, maybe through the sale, a purchase, a buyout, an ESOP. There's a number of things that can be done. But all that to say that that really is going to put the burden on somebody in that effect. I like Brady's suggestion of the family farm. I mean, there's a lot of families out there that are land rich, cash poor. Mm -hmm. And you think about a farm that was purchased two, three generations ago that's going to stay within the family. And, you know, the compromise may be something that you get a step up in cost basis, uh, maybe up to a million dollars or three million dollars. Who knows how it's going to play out? But in my opinion... This is one of the biggest cash grabs that could come out of these new proposals. Again, we don't know at what capacity it will pass, but I'm going to tell you right now that this is one of the main reasons that so many of our successful families are visiting with us right now, sitting down with our estate attorneys, CPAs, etc., because there's potential to get assets out of your name today and take advantage of, you know, these high estate tax laws, these high estate tax limits that are likely going to go down dramatically. That's part of the proposals next year as well. So I'm not getting political. I'm not picking a side here. I'm just saying there are proactive things that people could be doing right now to hedge against this concern. And it is a big concern. 
Chris, we want to invite our listeners, too, if you have that same concern right now, now is the time to get ahead of some of these changes. And again, there are some strategic moves you can be making right now. So talk to our team members off the air if that's a question you have for Chris today at 512-249-7300. We always do that retirement and tax analysis complimentary for our listeners. 512-249-7300. And there's the tricky part, Chris. I think we're expecting a lot of these details to perhaps be finalized in these next few months. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about the tax year. Once December 31st rolls around, you can't do anything about 2021 anymore. So I would imagine the office is going to get pretty busy here in the next few months. been an incredibly busy year. It's only going to be picking up as people are, are waking up to this more. We don't know if these tax policies will take effect January 2022. It could be even later in the year, depending on how compromise is going. In my opinion, this thing's losing a little bit of steam because there's a lot of other bigger things, in our opinion, that need to be addressed right now. But change is coming. And so being able to have tough conversations with parents today, with those that are going to leave you wealth someday, are there things that you could be doing right now to keep more of that wealth within the namesake within your family so that when you do pass, there's not a bunch of big surprises. And I'm here to tell you right now that we're doing and implementing these type of things every day in our offices because of this concern. And this isn't, you know, emotional stuff here because the pendulum swings, the blue party's in, it could be red party next time and, you know, things will change. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is there are things that people are doing right now that is hedging against future changes into next year. And even if things don't change, they're still well positioned if the law were to stay current. So again, it's all about being proactive, not reactive. That's what we do every day. Well, at Reap Financial, we want to help you get ahead of some of these changes as well. And here's the thing. For years, they've always been looking at financial planning through that tax lens, too, to help the people right here in Central Texas help you keep more of what you've worked so hard for over the years. So do that with us off the air today, 512-249-7300. Our team member is going to be standing by for a few minutes after today's show. So if you want to get on the calendar now, it's a great time to do that at 512-249-7300. Schedule that complimentary retirement and tax analysis right now. And on that first visit, Chris and the team. They're going to get to know you, what's important to you. Talk to us off the air about that. Again, it's 512-249-7300 or take advantage of all our resources right there on our website at wealthradio.com. And Chris, as always, it's great to be with you. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I want to leave you with the last word this Saturday. Jen Perry, always great to have you and uh, look forward to having you on future shows here as we're kind of redesigning how we do our format week to week. But I will tell you this, we've got some of the greatest loyal listeners in the KLBJ world here. And I want to tell you that we want to be a resource to you. We've got our wealth report available at wealthradio.com. It's at no cost for all of our KLBJ listeners. And we talk about the Roth conversion world. We've got our latest Biden tax proposal white paper on what could be expected, what's on the horizon. All those type of things are at no cost. So get your hands on it. You can email me personally, chris at wealthradio.com or go to wealthradio.com and our team will have it on its way to your inbox. Until we talk to you again, all the best. We'll catch you next week. If you're retired or retiring soon, tune into Wealth Radio every Saturday at 1 p.m. Sponsored by Reap Financial Group, LLC. 
Investment advisory services provided by Reap Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Opinions expressed in this broadcast are provided for information purposes only and may change without prior notice. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed in any way as an endorsement or inducement to invest or an offer to buy or sell any securities. The sales content should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor and tax professional should be consulted before making any investment decisions or implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. The firm only transacts in states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.